A big hello to you all and there's a very warm welcome back to the Hard Yards. For those of you following along to my podcast, I can't thank you enough and I do apologise for a uh, two-week absence that I've just had. Some of you may know, but for those of you who don't, I had a nasty accident two weeks ago doing what I love, playing sport with one of my kids. In a freak series of events, I ended up falling headfirst into a solid metal backboard pole from our basketball ring. It was seriously unlucky but one where I was incredibly lucky to survive and not only be still talking to you guys and, and doing this podcast, but very, very lucky not to have fractured my skull or neck in the process. So I have a 25 centimeter scar or zipper as I call it from just above my eyebrow, straight up over my head as my head kind of split in two on impact with the pole. It'll be a reminder of the scariest seven hours of my life as I live the rest of my life with that scar, but also a reminder of how blessed I was to survive it and how I have a second chance at life. As I, respond, as I responded to one of the doctors when asked what would I do with that second chance, I said, I'll hopefully do a better job than I've done with the first one. So here we go. I'm ready to have a red hot crack at doing a better job and it's time to allow Matty G 2.0 to go to work. A big part of that process will be continuing to help out our next generation of stars and also the general population who might be going through some tough times to realise there's probably a way out and hopefully you might learn a thing or two from my guests. I've been incredibly fortunate to have met tonight's guest some nine years ago and we've stayed in touch all that time. He is a legend. It's my great pleasure to welcome to the Hard Yards 288 gamer in the NRL and are currently a big part of the Fox Sports Rugby League coverage as well as panellists on shows like The Back Page, guest number 13 for the Hard Yards and probably a fitting number, Braith and Asker. <laughs> thanks so much for joining me, mate. You've worn the number 13 over the years. Oh, I did. I did. Thanks for having me, Maddie. It's uh, good to have you back, mate. Um, how, are you, how are you feeling after the incident, mate? You, re you recovering okay? Yeah, I am. I'm getting there. Thanks for asking. It was, yeah. um, as I said there in that little sort of intro, um, mate, it's honestly, uh, I'm a bit yeah. teary. I'm a bit teary here, actually. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just talking Scary. through that. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was, um, you know, lying there, lying there about to have a CT scan on your skull and your neck and your brain is not yeah. something I recommend to anyone have to go through. Yeah. It's uh, the emotions that run through your body in those moments um, and wondering you know, what's happening. Um, mm. As I said, seven hours of a horrible time and getting stitched up yeah. took three hours for them to wow. stitch my head up, which was wow. unbelievable and extremely painful. Um, yeah. But, uh, mate, as I said, I'm just so grateful and blessed that I'm alive and I'm yeah. walking and talking. That's and it, brother. That's mate, it, brother. It's... Well, you look great, mate, considering, to be honest with you. You look great, mate. So That's because i got a hat on. Good to see you back, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Leave cause... the hat on, mate. Leave the hat on. <laughs> That's because i got the tightless cap on, mate. So I look nice. pretty good. I look pretty good. Actually, interesting we, we talk about that tightless cap because that's where you and I met. This was yes. um, 2011, Wollongong. Right. And Brath and Astor making his debut in the New South yeah. Wales PGA Championships. And I remember walking out on the golf course as an avid yeah. sports fan and, uh, and following you in round one. Yeah. And, uh, and you were as nervous as I've ever seen you. <laughs> you know what? I never forget that. I'll never forget it because of that. I mean, I was, I was fright, frightened, really. It was um, an unbelievable experience. But just on meeting you, I, I you know, it speaks volumes of the guy you are because I remember that week. It was a tough week for me because I, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I'm, you know, I'm a footy player. Um, yes, I love my golf, and it's some you know, I have taken it serious in the past, but it was a long time before that. 
I played a full season of footy and I prepared for that tournament, you know, for a few weeks, which isn't enough for a pro tournament. But, <laughs> you know, but I was quite intimidated because, um, you know, and now I'm involved with the game a lot more. I understand a lot of the guys, you know, weren't too happy with me getting a start there and maybe taking a possible position from a pro or maybe a young amateur coming yeah. through. And I didn't, I didn't realise at the time, mate, like that, that yeah. wasn't something I thought of. And I was just trying to promote the tournament and promote yes. golf in Australia and trying... That was all it was about from the PGA and a few guys. But I remember you walked and you followed me and you were really encouraging me and really positive, which was a um, – and i never forget that day because I just – it was one of the hardest days of my life because obviously it was a big challenge for me. I struggled um, and mentally it was one of – it was just – you know, and I was demoralised by it too, so it really affected me. But to have someone like you who was really positive and walking with me and supporting me as a professional golfer – they just appreciated the position I was in. I was really grateful for that. So thank you, because I'll never forget that. Mate. Was, that was awesome. <laughs> mate, what I remember, what I remember that week as well was that um, I saw you that first day and then I didn't get to see you on the second day until I think post round, because I think you'd played afternoon and then morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was the opposite. So I'd played morning and then you won. round and, and <laughs> <laughs> you won. yeah, I ended up winning. That was but, the best thing too. I'm like, this is a guy walking with me. Like, I, never, I go, this guy was walking with me. Who won? He won. He won the tournament. This bloke. I was like, yeah, Chris. Oh, it was yeah, classic. Was... And that's what I remember. I remember. I remember seeing you. Um, it must have been after my second round, or I, I'm not sure when it was, but I remember seeing you and yeah. you asking how I was going. I said, oh, I'm five back. I said, I'm five back going into tomorrow yeah. in the final round, and and. Um, and you said, oh, five's nothing. Oh, you'll be right. Have a, yeah. have a crack, Matty. You know? Good luck. <laughs> and then when I finished, I remember this really vividly. I, when I finished, it's, it's this whirlwind of emotions. And it was my first ever win and only win on the Australian tour. But um, yeah. I just remember on social media, which probably wasn't what it is now, but I remember yeah. you either tweeting or on Facebook or somewhere, you were one of the first names that congratulated me. And yeah. I just remember it. And I think, you know, we've, we've stayed mates ever since. It was, it's yeah. interesting, isn't it? You know, just that yeah. small, small Mate. moment and you'd actually hit it down the right hand side of a par five. And I just happened to be over there away from all the yeah. rest of the crowd and you came wandering up and I said, g'day yeah. and how are you feeling? And yeah. you said, I'm shitting myself. And <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's, like, awesome. it's, a, it's a moment where it's one of your best moments ever. And it's a moment that we'll never forget for different reasons. Right? Yeah, but true. Mate, it, it was a crazy week. Like I, you know, I'd never felt the feeling I felt on the first tee, being, you know, in a, in a pro <laughs> tournament. You know, um, Craig Parry, uh, Scott Laycock and Fiji yep. Group and, you know, cameras everywhere. And, uh, you know, normally on the golf course, so comfortable, you know, just playing at St. Michael's, my local yep. club, and, and just the different feeling, you know. Um, it rocked me, you know, just the short game. And, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I, could, I couldn't hold the club. But the first, I remember the first hole, he'd drive it straight down the middle of it, wedged to 10 foot, and I'm thinking, how good is this? You know, like, <laughs> I'm going to be sweet, like I'm flushing it. Then I couldn't get the putt into the ball. It was shaking that much. And I thought I was going to hit the ball. I didn't want to get the ball to oscillate. So I'm like, I'm lining up the putt from this far behind the ball. <laughs> and I, I missed the 10. I lagged, I lagged the 10 footer. I literally just wanted to be late pass. So I just tapped it up and got my putt. And then, you know, I was so nervous and it really killed me around the greens. But um, what an experience it was, you know. It was an awesome experience. Yeah, it's um, it's something that I've been able to fortunately go through a couple of times with your, your good mate, Benny Eichen now as well. Yeah, Benny. Yeah. And, um, and he, shares, he shares the same story, you know. He, yeah. It's just this horrible... 
heart beating outside your chest, you know, for four hours, you know, and not being able to calm himself down. Yeah, I mean, out of your comfort zone, like you know, the footy field, we can sure. play Origin. Yeah, we can play Origin in front of eighty thousand and have, you know, one or two million people watching the game, and, and you don't even think about uh, the crowd or who's watching. You just go out there and play. You know, we, when when you're out of your comfort zone on the golf course, and it's just dead silence, like it's you and it's the golf ball. <laughs> That's it. Dead silence. Everyone goes quiet, and the simplest of deviations or concentration laps or you know, just getting stuck in the, you know, or just, you know, this, this, it's, it's over. <laughs> the, 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 you know, the ball can go pretty yeah. much anywhere, you know. So it was, um, but Benny, Benny did really well. And I think Benny, I know what Benny would have felt like, because he's like me, he's really competitive and he's a really good golfer. And, you know, it is a humiliating feeling and you know, you, you know, you're better, you know. Yeah. So I know, that, I know Benny being like me would have just wanted to get back and improve. Do it again, and he did a great job. Yeah, he did a great this year job or last year. year. Yeah, great this job year. early this year. Yeah, it was awesome, awesome effort. Awesome effort from Benny, mm. and um, yeah, that was that was great to see. Talk to me about just before we get on to some some other things, but we'll branch into into your code now, which is a bit of rugby league. I've often talked to people about goal kicking in rugby league, how that's mm. the closest thing to golf. Yeah, in that in that the game stands still, you put yep. the ball on a tee like we do. And mm-hmm. and you, it's just you. And yeah. all of a sudden, you you know, the difference being that it, our golf crowds sit quiet, stand quietly, whereas yours yeah. are yelling abuse <laughs> at you over the fence from yeah. abuse <laughs> ten meters away. <laughs> abuse is the key word there, Matty. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, sure I'm sure it I is. I'm sure it is. I used to love it, but like, yeah, sometimes you're lining up a kick, and you can actually hear what they're saying. Yeah, they're actually like two, three meters away from you. Yeah. And some of the some of the shit they'd say was just hilarious, you know. And you chuckle to yourself before you have to kick, you know. Like, and you got, but you know, it, it, and you're right. Like, I, I, well, I remember when I um I, I was getting lessons from Gary Barter. He, he's been my coach forever when I was just 13, 14. and he's very good at um, translating the golf swing into something that you um, are yeah. familiar with. And that was my first thing with him is that he he tried to compare it to a to a a, a goal kick or a field goal. Yeah. Um, just staying connected, eye, you know, eye over the ball, you know, staying in control. Uh, she's you and the ball, pre-shot routine, same yeah. as a, you know, the as routines, a golf I think are massive, right? Yeah, routine. Mate, yeah, because honestly, like like a golf swing, you, you want – just say mine was three steps and two steps and you had to take that same three-step, yeah. two-step, you know, same amount of breaths, like, it, you know, like a pre-shot routine. So, yeah. You're right, very similar. And a lot of it was a timing, um, rhythm. You know, you could feel like on, like if you've had three or four holes and you're two or three over and you just feel a bit out of whack. Some days you miss the first couple of kicks and you're like, where, you know, where, how do I fix this? I'm not feeling good today. So, yeah, very, very similar. Yeah, very similar. There's a lot of trust, isn't there? You have to just a lot trust, of trust. trust the work you've done, you know, which is yeah. you know, what, what sport, elite sport comes down to, right? Yeah, you know, the exactly. hours the hours you've put in, you know, exactly. And, and believe, you know, and that, that's yeah, that's like Hazem Masri, you know, like he was the best goal kicker. Him and Dale Halligan, who I work with, both of these guys, and they just relentless in their work ethic, you know, just kick after kick after kick after kick. He had the same routine before and after every single session, and every time they lined up a kick, you know, you just thought it was going over. They just yeah. very rarely missed, and you know, not many. Not many players in our game have been able to do that over a long period of time, but these guys were just relentless in their work ethic and just repetition. Were they? Can you talk on on their work ethic a little bit? Uh, as far as 
is that after training's finished or do they get pushed aside during training to go work on that sort of stuff? Or is that just their own time, extra time? I, I think, you know, these guys did it behind closed doors when no one was watching. That was, a, they, they did extras. They, I mean, we, they'd always do it. Uh, we had our kicking sessions and that's yeah. when, I start, when I started kicking with Hazem. We'd have our kick, kicking coach that we, and it was actually Dale Halligan who would come and do our kicking with us, um, you know, once a week maybe, but the rest of it was up to you, you know, especially mm. back in those days. It might be different now, but he was relentless. Hazem was every, every session before um, he would go to the, the park, I think, by himself. I, I know he would actually by himself and do kicking and, um, you know, making sure the day before he had his, he had his, um, his, his certain kicks from certain points on the field that he just religiously had the same routine. Mm-hmm. Every single uh, every single time before a game, um, and then his warm up as we're on the field before we go on, he had the same routine religiously. He was like a robot, and that's why he I mean, so he's, he, that's why he become a robot. Really, mm-hmm. he just didn't miss. And is it the same? So the try gets scored, you know, in these freakish tries they score nowadays, where the yeah. body's in oh, the yeah. third row and and they reach yeah. the out. But cool. yeah, when they score those tries on the sideline. Um, do the do the goal do you goal kickers have a certain distance you go back every time? So you know it's twenty two meters or it's twenty meters or it's on the you know it's on the twenty meter line or yeah you know do do they bring it back the same spot? So essentially, when they're practicing, they're kicking for goal. They're kind yes. of just doing the same thing over and over. Yeah, definitely. There's a certain like, you, like your pre-shot routine. There's a distance you go back. Uh, every player is different, or every kick is different. You, if you watch closely now that we're talking about, if you're watching this. You know, some guys go further back because it opens the post up. Some guys can't kick it as far, so they only go back to 20, you know. But if you can kick it further, you might go 22, 23, because then it opens the post up more and you've got more of a target to hit, more angle. Yeah. Um, but that varies, you know. Some guys obviously get the distance easy, but, yeah, no, they all change, but they all do the same, if you know what I mean. Yeah, sure, sure. Like, They've yeah. all got their own routine. That's right. Their own routines are the same. Yes, yeah, they're all very they're all very different. I mean, some take yeah, sure. even, even like a like a pre shot routine. They're all different. Yeah, they're all different. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get. Uh, we we chat a little bit about my injury. I, I mean, mm. I'm fascinated at the moment in regards to injuries, and and it's the first time probably in my life where I've, you know, really suffered something significant that slowed yeah. me down and stopped me for a good period of time. But mm. in saying that, it's miraculous that you know two weeks and a bit. Um, yeah. I'm back up and crazy, my, isn't it? My head's crazy? been put back together, and I'm just so lucky that I wasn't fractured. Well, it's anything. amazing, isn't it? Amazing, but because you, when it happens, you think, I mean, life can't get any worse from when it happens, and you think, yeah. how am I going to, how am I going to recover from it, and and all the rest, and it's just such a dark place. But then, before you know it, you know, as bad as it is and as it was, you kind of get out of it pretty quick, you know. Like it's, it's, it'll always be there, but you get out of it quick, you know. I, I so, think I can. I think I've grasped a little bit more of an understanding about how, you know, in, in lying there with my head split in two, you kind of think not, not bad negative thoughts, but you think about the bads, like the positive. Of course you, of course you do. Yeah. Of course that's natural. Yeah. yeah. And, and it made me sort of think about sports people who have uh, career ending injuries and, mm. and how one moment, one day uh, they're doing that. They're doing the sport. They're playing the sport they love. Yeah, it's providing for their families, and then the next minute, that's all taken away from them. And mm. I kind of got this realization about how dark that could that place oh. can be. You know, and, and 
it doesn't happen often, right? But it happens. And this is a, this is, and again, we'll talk about it a bit later. That, this is why I do a lot of the reason I do what I do now with not only with the Fox stuff, but with with the management side of things, looking after athletes, because you just never think it's going to happen, but it bloody does, and it can happen. And you, you just yeah. got to make sure that you, you know, that you you your life's in a strong enough position mentally, physically, um, financially, that if it ever does happen, or even like in terms of knowledge and you know, having, um, you know, uh, going to university or TAFE and, and having other options, you know, that, that's a big thing that a lot of athletes, you just, you need know it too. We've all, yeah, we've all been there. Sure. You get caught up in the moment so much. You just think you're going to play golf forever. It's the best job in the world, which it is. But, you, you know, you, you've got to have something else. You know, yeah. you've got to have something else. It's very important. And so you touched on that there. So this is your, you know, something you've been doing post, um, we'll, we'll just touch on it now. So Searoo yeah. Sports. So yeah. share, share, share a little bit about that I'll, now because I'll, we'll, we'll talk about this throughout tonight. Yeah, I'll be, I won't be too long. I'll be quick no, on sure. it. But I, um, so when I retired, um, you know, I, I thought there was a massive gap in terms of looking after athletes and, and the right way, managing um, and looking after the athletes and making sure that they are, Financially secure is one thing, but psychologically right. Um, they've got mentors and guidance around them, the people that really give a shit, that really want to see these teams. good support. You've got to put a team around. Like, you know, put a team around every athlete. Make, make sure that they have mentors and guidance and people who actually care and want them to be successful and happy. You know, and it's not about the dollar. You know, it isn't really. If you're happy and, you, and you're playing good golf or you're playing well on the footy field, the contracts will take care of themselves. The, the 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 checks at the end of the week of a golf tournament, the prize money, they'll take care of itself, and you'll get you know you you'll flourish because you're happy, you got a good support network, you looked after. Anyway, for me, it was I'd always been big on leadership and, and being a mentor, a captain every team I played for in the NRL, and I just love looking after humans pretty much. I love being a support network. I, I love being um, there for all any player I ever played with or even against, and, and even now at work and. With what I do, so I've always wanted to kind of. I'm passionate about. It. And, and mate, to you your know, credit, you you messaged me throughout my injury, so yeah. every message meant a lot. And you yeah. know, when people reach out, it's a it's a special thing. So thank you for yeah. my perspective, but also yeah, carry on. No worries, mate. And, and you know, like I think it's just important that you have that right support network because a lot of the guys that look after the athletes just don't have their best interests at heart. And that, I'm not going to name names and that's all whatever, or even shit put anyone, but it's just a fact. And I just wanted to make sure that guys looked after. Now it was either coaching or, um, or management because coaching, I, I, I can't because of my, my gig at Fox and I love what I do at Fox and calling games. I'm very passionate about, and it's just something I've really, I'm very lucky. It's a great job. And I, and I had time on my hands to do the management side of things, but I just wanted to write, find the right fit so anyway i had a business a guy from singapore his name's jason hong um he contacted me through another guy called justin kane to work with him over in uh singapore and malaysia and they're very successful and they wanted to which i can't name but they they want to sell off all of their well they wanted to get out of what they're doing now at some stage um in the future and getting and they wanted me to be the face uh and heavily involved in the management company so anything Anyway, it was the perfect fit. This guy's very successful um, in his own right. He's very ambitious. He's like the wise owl. He's like a mentor for me now. And he's really passionate about helping the young, young guys out. And, and, and we just had the same core values and, and beliefs. So pretty much I stepped in. I, I said, let's do this. This is perfect fit. Um, 
with it. And because I was around golf so much and I was already mentoring a few young kids, yeah. like one thing led to another. And, you know, I was, I was good mates with Matty Steger and played with him at some Michaels and I said, you need some help. And he's like, yeah, I would love some help. And then I, I knew Dimmy and I got in touch with Dimmy Parvidatis and then it led to Benny Campbell and then Gailey. And then I, had, I was looking after a few young blokes and um, mentoring Nathan Barbieri, who's, um, who's about to turn pro soon, who, who, um, who come runner up in the Australian Amateur. Yeah, so just one thing led to another. All of a sudden, we're looking after all these guys. And I, because I know the game of golf so well, and I know how hard it is, and I know how difficult it is, and I know that there's not that a hell of a lot of opportunities here in Australia. And I know that, that even, you know, for me, it was also not only just looking after these guys, but it was about building the game of golf as much as I can, getting the, the exposure, getting more exposure about the game of golf. I've been talking to the PGA a lot lately, and, there's a chance I might even have a, uh, our own tournament in the next sort of 12 months as well. So it's just about me bringing, g- giving more opportunity to these young blokes, making sure that they get whatever they can out of it. They've got a support network and system around them that we can make sure that they're um, psychologically in a good state. We put a team environment around them. That's one thing, Matty, that we do with – because you know what golf's like, man. It can be a, lo- so can be a lonely place. Such a lonely place. Yeah. So, so, we, you know, we've got the WhatsApp groups and wherever we're in Sydney, the Aussie Open's on, I'll, I'll put on a dinner, we'll go have some drinks. And, you know, we put that team environment around, you know, like you'd love a team environment, so, you know. Yeah. So it's a big thing for that. But also, mate, we're, we're very serious about it. We've got Aaron Price, who's over in the States. He's going to be our man on the ground over in the US. We've got Yukari, who used to work for Titus yep. in Japan. I Yukari, she's amazing. Yeah, yeah so Yukari works, works for us over there. We've just That's signed... Awesome. Uh, yeah, we just saw Naoki Saketo, actually, who won last week in Japan, their first tournament back. Um, so, you know, things are going really well. I love what I'm... We just signed Ed Quayley last week, Anthony Quayle signed with us, Queen. Yeah, yeah so, um, mate, you know, I'm, mate, it, you know how hard it is for Australian golfers and anything we can do to help them get to that next level is what I'm focused on. And using our contacts, you know, just the contacts, the people we know, uh, leveraging those contacts, getting these guys some sponsorships and just trying to do whatever we can to take him to that next level. And then, and so we, that's the, that was the golf department. And we've just, I've just got my accreditation with the league, with the league, which is a big process now. I don't know. A lot of people probably watching this, if they follow league would know that a lot of controversy about managers at the moment. Um, yeah, and a lot, yeah. And a lot of the agents not doing the right thing. Um, so the, the, there are lots, it's very strict now, the processes you got to go through, which I encourage. And I got, well, I got that easily because we've been doing our business now for a year and a half, two years. So I got my full accreditation. Sam Burgess, I just signed last yeah, week. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Exciting. It's great. Sammy and I are good mates, and he works with me at Fox. He's back coaching at South now, uh, back in the bubble because they needed him because Wayne got Wayne started the panic when they lost a few games. So he's <laughs> back in there. Um, but no, it, it, you know, I'm happy with the with the with the clientele we've got now. It's a small little um, group. Well, it's, it's about well, we've got about 13 or 14 golfers now, but. I'm happy with the golfing team that we've got. Uh, I want to focus on them, make sure they get all the attention that we can give them. And with all the t- uh, tours starting back up soon, uh, really excited. I'm missing the golf. I'm missing watching all the guys oh, and going yes. out there. And the, and the league's a similar thing. You know, I'm, I'm pretty confident I can help a lot of those guys. Uh, you know, we'd like to be the hindsight. Like, I mean, Semi's another guy who, who's experienced everything in the game, won premierships, fractured cheekbones, all that. Sure. And all of our... All of our athletes can bounce ideas or um, come to both myself and Sam and, and Jason and Justin for advice. And we're just a sounding board for all these guys. But it's been exciting for me. I'm, I'm that busy at the moment, but I love every bit of it. And it's just, um, yeah, I get a lot of um, satisfaction out of it. 
I think it's awesome, mate. And, uh, uh, you know, as a, a golfer who's moving into the different phase of my golfing life at the moment, um, to have something like that around when I was coming through would have been unbelievable. And there just really wasn't, you know, there was a couple yeah. of the big, the big players, you know, IMG and the like, but you know, to get signed by those guys was almost impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's what it's, it's kind of like that. Yeah. It's like that. It's like that, man. Like, that's what I noticed. Like I, I when I um, thought, why don't, none of these guys have got anyone looking after them. There's no yeah. agents. And now I've obviously found out you now there's only the IMGs and the, and the big guns who kind of just wait until that one, you know, prodigy comes through and they snap them up once they've already made it or, or they're a top 10 Australian, em- uh, sorry, top 10 emitter in the world yeah. or whatever it may be. So those, those guys, you know, they, they're big time, right? And they, they, and my goal is to get to that level. But right now, I think, you know, if you're, if you're a young athlete and you, you want, it's like anything, the more time someone puts into you, the more effort they put in, the more they care the better they're going to do for you and the better you're going to do for them. Like it's yeah. kind of that, you know, it's like, it's like a coaching coach player relationship. You know, if you, if you love each other and you really give a shit about each other and you care, you're going to, you're going to do everything you can for each other. Right. So yep. I kind of think these big guns, which they, they're great for a reason. They've got the contacts and leverages over, overseas, but they don't give a shit until you've already made it, you know, and then, and then they, they come in and pick you up, which is the power that they have, you know, which is, you know, they've worked hard to get there and that's great. But I'd like to think that we actually we actually care more about our athletes than a lot of those guys, you know. And I think what you mentioned there about, you know, having, you know, where we started this discussion on injuries and, you know, having a career injury all of a sudden happen, you know, this is what you're talking about is creating platforms and opportunities for young athletes to That's right. do some extra study, do some, you know, be encouraged to do those sorts of things. That's to, right prepare and plan and you know the greatest thing that could have happened to me during this time when I was injured was the support I have around me um, yeah. and to be able to get through you know no work for two weeks no income for two weeks yeah. well, the banks don't stop charging your mortgage you know, that's right they, yeah. you know, all yeah. these things happen and to have the support around you is um is incredibly important yeah. so mate well done that's awesome let's talk back on injuries um yeah Maybe I'll ask the question, what's the worst one you had in your career? Yeah, mine, um, I never had uh, real, like, lucky touch wood, never had a really, really, really bad one. I've had a lot. Um, I broke my, my hands heaps of times. Um, yeah. Fingers, thumbs and all that sort of thing. I've snapped my nose in half during a game against the Broncos, actually, uh, your team. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Carmichael, do you remember Carmichael Hunt? Do you remember I, I, went off, I went off my left foot and I slipped and Carmichael Hunt, Collected me with his shoulder and snapped my nose in half. It was, a, it was a beauty. I mean, he didn't mean like he didn't mean it. I slipped over, but that and yet they had, I had to get surgery straight after the game to snap it back into place. Wow, that was a, that was a good one. Um, I mean, I've I've had heaps of ga- like big gashes. of probably the um, well, actually, yes, the worst one. Uh, Cowboys, uh, probably about two thousand and eight. I snapped my ankle in half. Oh, um, complete fracture through tib and fib and um, dislocation and. I was up in Townsville, and I remember. Two thousand eight. I think it was two thousand and eight. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, now I ended up having to get wheelchair out of the game, and they put some. They put the um, cast on it overnight. I was on morphine all night with the doctor. Cool. Flew back. Flew back, and um, had the surgery the next day with Kim Slater. <laughs> Actually, um, do you remember Tanya Tuaki from the yes. Tigers, the winger? Well, this injury that I had. He he never come back from. So I'd heard yeah. that it was 
pretty bad. And Kim was the best in the country, and I got I was so lucky I got him. I don't know. I think the Roosters jagged it for me with their connections, as they as they reached under the sombrero and <laughs> maybe just a paper. Maybe Nick gave him a paper bag or something. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, they, it, Nick could do anything, Politis. Yeah, um, he was he's the king. I still talk to awesome. Nick now, but uh, but anyway, yeah, I had that surgery uh, and it took me uh, eight months to recover. How do you um, go about that? You know, like you, this is the exact scenario we're talking about, and 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 how dark places arrive during these sorts of times, Brace. So yeah. you know, you you you're at probably. You know, you're right in the peak of your career, yeah, yeah. I suppose. You've you've yeah. obviously just come from come from the Bulldogs. You've won a premiership already. You're over at the, the Roosters now, and you've mm. snapped your ankle, and you know you're yeah. gonna miss the rest of that year for sure. I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. How do you go about that process and of rehab and and dealing with still being around the footy club all the time? Because yeah. I'm sure you are. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. You know, um, good question because. I'd come to the Bulldogs a couple of years before, but struggled in the first year or two because I had injuries, actually. I did have groin problems with my groins, but I just got fit. So I'd had a good year or year and a half. Um, really tough because it's hard to see the, the, the finish line. But yeah. also, like I just spoke to you then, this injury is one that some players had never come back from. So mm. that was a period of my life where I thought I might never play again. It's awful. You know, it really is. It's all Because like I said earlier, and we referred to, it's all I've ever known. Um, you know, yeah. if, I, if I'd had to stop there and then, I mean, I, I couldn't just step up and start calling a game like I, I did now. That was a lot of... Well, that, well that's the thing, yeah. right? That may never yeah. have happened. No. Mate, you know, where, you know, where you're at right now may not have yeah. happened if that ended your career in 2009 De- or eight, whenever it was. De- definitely. You know, like I was always um, a hard worker. So, you know, in terms of how did I get through it, I worked hard. I set myself targets. I did everything I possibly could. Um, I get. I was. Quite, I'm quite an obsessed guy. I like if I if I zero in on something or if I want to achieve something, I'll I'll make it happen. Like I, I'm really determined in that way, and I I did work really hard. Um, I, I I am a positive guy, although I've been tested throughout my career because you know you, you go through so many tough times that you do you do start to you know second guess or question yourself, and sure. you know if, are you good enough? Are you going to get back? You know all that sort of thing, but so I that's always in, that's including form slumps, I guess. Yeah, oh about yeah, there. yeah, yeah, definitely. That's that's one thing I do talk to all our athletes about. You know, you're going to go through good and bad times. You know, I think one thing, especially these days, I'll, I know I'm going a bit off track, but um, you know, with with media, social media, and media platforms, they're ruthless and they're they're disgusting. Yeah. A lot of them are disgusting, but. The, the, the fact of the matter is they're, ne- they're ne- not going to disappear. It's no, going to continue. Not. You just need to, you need to block out the noise. You need to put a nice um, network of people around you who you trust and you believe in. And But in term, like, but really, I mean, I, I wouldn't even... If I'm a young kid these days, like, I'd get off social media. I never read papers. I, I got to a sort of 24, 25 where I stopped reading papers and I just didn't listen to the noises. Like, I didn't at all. I didn't, and then it got to a point where it didn't affect me anymore. And even now... Which comes with what I do now. You still the criticism and and, and all that sort of thing. Um, you got you got to learn to deal with it because it's going to happen. And um, you see it a lot these days. You see, see it with the Broncos, Matty, and yeah. you know they're crying on the field a few weeks ago, and you know they've been treated, even though they're going horribly, horribly. You know the criticism's been pretty full on, and it does take over your life, and it does affect you when you go home at night and all that sort of stuff. So 
that's a big issue. I mean, um, yeah, injuries are very, How very find, hard. Sorry, I just yeah. came to my mind there. And this is what I love yeah. about the podcast is that we can just chat and where it goes, it doesn't matter, mate. Yeah. But, you know, I just love chatting to, to athletes and getting their point of view. The criticism part of it, how does that sit with you now that you sit on panels analyzing yeah. games and being a part of the uh, being a part of that group that may yeah. be pointing the criticism at the, Definitely. The, the teams like the Broncos at the moment? Great, How great does that question. Sit with you. Great question. Um, I'm a, I'm an honest guy, and whenever I give my opinion uh, on a panel, I try and tell it as honestly as I can. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I do. I'm always thinking about the player. I'm always thinking about their family. Um, yep. And sometimes it's not easy because we're paid to give an opinion. I've had to criticise my mates, you know, guys yeah. I've played with. But I have to be true and I have to be genuine or else the, the viewer sees straight through you. You know, yeah. you, it's one of the hardest things, but it's what you do. Um, you know, it doesn't sit comfortable with me, but at the same time, I've played for 16 years and I was criticised so much throughout it. And that's not to say that I feel good about criticism. Not giving constructive criticism, but I feel like I've also earned the right that, you know, I, I have been where you are. I know how it feels. I know how hard it is. But you get out of it. You just got to listen. You got to actually listen a lot to what we say. Like, people only hear the negative, I feel, a lot. You know, if, you're, if I yeah. call a game and, you know, you say two things wrong, uh, negative, but you might say... 30 positive. You know, yeah. People only remember the negative and that's okay. But I think as, um, as players, this is my thing with my athletes and athletes is that you've got to understand that it's going to happen. You're going to be criticized if you don't play well. That's this, that's that, that's the reality of it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's uncompromising. It's relentless. That's what comes with being a professional athlete. You know, that's the pressures that come with it. You know, you don't think that Tiger Woods and all those guys have been hammered. Yes, they have, but you know, it's 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 even the the great players of our game. Like, they look at Sean Johnson a few weeks ago. Like Cooper just signed with us at Fox, and he, you know, he's not one to criticise Cooper, but he just said, you know what, he's firing blanks. He's got to, he's got to perform better. He's he's the marquee player at the Sharks. Sean Johnson took took offence to it, and he since then he's had I think twelve tries, assists, two tries, and they haven't lost the game. <laughs> so in, in effect, he's actually brought the best out of him, and it might have been actually Sean's actually thought, you know what. As much as I hate that, he's actually giving me some pretty good advice, and he's right. Maybe it's driven Sean to become a better player. Maybe it's yeah, that's what you need to do. Like I, I think when when you kind of listen to, to us, and some are different than others on the panels, but you know, a lot of the time we're actually trying to give advice to these teams and these these players. We're not, you know, yes, we're critical, but it's also constructive. Like you know, yeah, you played poor tonight, but this is what you got to do, or this is how you got to do it better. It's not like you know, you're shit. That's all. Yeah, you know, that's not. That's if you actually listen and read in between the lines, and I say it again to our blokes, you, you, you'll you'll take a lot from it. It'll make you a better person and a better player. But you got to be tough and resilient because it's just going to happen. It, it, there's no avoiding it. You know, the, the better you are, the more it comes with it. You know. Yeah, I think that's true too, isn't it? You know that all of a sudden, you know, you you're up the top of the tree. Everyone is looking at you, and the minute you stop performing. They want to bring you down too, mate. Like, you know, well, think, that's right. Some, some people definitely not do. Not everyone's like you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're, you're a legend and you're one of the nicest blokes I've ever met. But there's a lot of people in our country, you know, and I, whether, you want, whether it's, you want to believe it or not, that 
really do um, thrive off people not doing well. You know, it's 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 not nice, but it does. It's 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 too much. It's too much. I don't like it, um, but it happens. It happens. Yeah, yeah, it does happen. There's no doubt about it, mate. Um, Eighteen years of age. You've played footy, no doubt, since you were a little tacker, and yeah. all of a sudden you're about to. You've signed with the Bulldogs, and you you know you played one game in that first year. Um, yeah. In two thousand. What's it like as an 18-year-old and, and what advice, you know, looking at what the systems are like nowadays, and I know you're inside the club, but you're still heavily associated yeah. with the game. You know, what sort of advice can you, you think back to when you were 18 and your expectation versus, you know, maybe a young 17, 18-year-old coming through yeah. now? And we've had a few 18-year-olds play this year in the NFL. Yeah. It's been phenomenal. And aren't they great to watch, you know? Oh, yeah. And you know what? And this would be my advice too, is because the they only know one way, right? They're there for a reason because they've been the best for their age since they were four or five. Um, they just play with uh, instinct and vision and whatever's in front of them and free-flowing and not carefree. and Not scared. Not scared. And you know what? And that's the, when you play your best. Um, what Same happened? golf. Same yeah. golf, isn't it? No well, doubt exactly. About it. Exactly, right? You'd know that. So my think my advice to, to kids in, in coming through is don't change what got you there you know um yeah don't change your dna like if you've got a great left foot step or you favor one side more than the other or you you, you stick to that if you've got some sort of um uh, mannerism or you know way that you want some sort of style that you play yeah you can tweak it a tiny bit and you know you've got to play you know for the best interest of the team and you know all that sort of thing but I, I, you know, and it happened to me where you, you kind of people want to turn you into some sort of player or change a certain style, or you know, and it's like you probably like your golf swing a lot, you know, like, yeah. and I'm sure it happened. I know it happens in golf, but it's the same in league, you know, just you're there for a reason. You're one of the best, you know, in, in the country for, for, for a reason, and you've got there because of that. Don't change, just play, be the person now, that you are. So, you, know? you, you said it happened to you. How difficult yeah. is that, Braith, when? You're, you're your certain way. So I remember you coming on the scene um, because I'm, a, I'm an absolute sports nut. I remember, <laughs> I remember you coming on the scene and I just thought, wow, look at the energy this guy's got. He just yeah. chases. He's, he's yeah. doing the whole works. He's, he's too brash. Like I was thinking, oh my gosh, <laughs> look at this guy. He's like, thinks he's the greatest player in the world. Um, but that's how it looked, you know, yeah. looking on. But that's what you're talking about. So how hard is it when... Coaches try and change you. Yeah, so you're spot on. Like, I flew onto the scene, and I played schoolboys and all that. My uncle was George Biggins, and there was big stories before I played. But, you know, I knew up no other way. I was so confident. Like, you know, put me <laughs> on a field. That's what it like. <laughs> Honestly, you know, and I played my best the first few years because I didn't care, and I just, man, I'd back myself, come up with, you know, and i come up with plays that other people couldn't come up with, and i and the game was on the line, I'm doing these ones. Like, just give it here, you know, because I did it my whole life. And, um, but, you know, the, 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 the more you play, the more, I suppose, you, you second-guess yourself a little bit. And people try and tell you certain ways and you can't do this and you can't do that. And then, you know, people, like, like, you know, I had this, um, you know, I had a bit of arrogance about me. I tried, you know, I, I got affected by people saying, oh, look, he thinks he's bad. Like, I actually 
it, it impacted me because I thought, you know, maybe I've got to pull back. So maybe when I'm on the yeah. field, I've got to, you know, that, honestly, I did. So yeah. I, I started thinking, you know, I want people to like me because I've never not been liked before. Like my whole life, I, you know, I'm, I felt like I was a good person. Or that, but, you know, you get the, and then, you know, like I remember the first couple of years and I was killing it. And I got, I got voted, I got the rookie of the year and I got voted the most overrated player in the same year. I remember going home to my mum, going, the players don't like me. Well, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And she goes, you're doing nothing wrong. You're 18 years of age. You just you know, made the semi-finals. You got rookie of the year. And, you, you know, you, you just signed a three-year deal with Canterbury. I'm like, okay, the next year, I put five, eight, the Dalian five-eight for you. Then I got voted overrated again. I remember sitting upstairs. <laughs> and I'm, yeah, I'm, at, I'm sitting upstairs. And I heard the news come on downstairs. And my mum's watching it. And she didn't want to tell me. Like, he, um, you know, Brian Henderson, he goes to whoever. And, it's like breaking asses out, and I'm thinking, far out, man. Like, what am I going to do to beat this tag? But the whole time, you know, I, I kind of believe that I was getting a lot of attention. There's a lot of attention around me. And whether, I don't know whether it was a bit of jealousy or not, but I was playing good footy. But I, and this is what I'm, I go back to, I tried to change the kind of personality I was. And, yeah. you know, it didn't get so you know, emotional on the field. I tried to pull back and, because I was always an emotional guy, you yeah. know, the Greek, the Greek, you know, the wogging me on, you know, always doing these ones and going to the rep. But, but I played better when I did that, you know, that was me, you know. Yes. And I, yes. And as my career went on, I tried to pull back on it to get people to kind of like me. But people like you if you're playing well, you know. So, I, you know, like it kind of was a bit of a, you know, I do have a few regrets about that sort of stuff. I just, you know, that's why I do what I do now again is because I, it's just advice I think I can give people is that you just don't change who you are you that you are who you are for a reason and not everyone's going to love you not you know it's just the way it is you know what i mean and, and it's it's but it was it's crazy it is crazy how you let what people think about you affect the way you prepare or play a professional sport you know it's it's you just shouldn't do that and i, I can definitely say i did at some stages in my career you know i think what's fascinating to me as well in that break is that your skill set was hindered when you were trying to have people like you more, right? Mm, yes. That's what I took out of what you just said. Yeah. So you're not playing as good a football just so that hopefully people will like you more. Well, well you're thinking too much. Yeah. You're thinking too and, much. And I look at that and think, well, in my experience through sport and meeting yeah. guys like you, which I've met obviously truckloads yeah. of, what I see when I meet a person, and you're a perfect example of this because I saw that person on the football field that I yes. described earlier, this brash, this arrogant, this cocky yeah. guy and played for New South Wales. So I did not like you. <laughs> I did not you know like much, you. I didn't you know like you, I, you know. Do you know how much I get that? Like, yeah. the most common thing with me is, and, and <laughs> it's, it's shit, but it's real. It's like, <laughs> mate, you're actually a good bloke. <laughs> I'm like, Fucking Correct. surprise. Correct. <laughs> but I remember, I remember without question, and I've told this story a million times. I've never told you this story, but I've <laughs> told this story a million times, is that when I met you that time at, in New South Wales at the PGA and I wanted to come watch you play and I, and I met you yeah. on the side of that par five and then we had a couple of other interactions that week. We ran into each other in the pro shop and, and, um, and had a chat there as well. And I remember saying to my wife um, yeah. at the time, I said, babe, I judged Braith and Astor on what I saw yeah. on a football field. Now, surely yeah. when you run over the white line, yeah. you're a different human. 
right? You guys are about to smash or get smashed, right? And you just know you have to step up, right? And the same in our sport, even in golf, guys have to go to a space to be able to perform at their elite performance state. You know, Mm -hmm. we have to go into a space. Now, for Mm -hmm. me, that was that was for me, that was that I would feel anxious if I didn't talk to spectators standing behind the tee block and things yeah. like that. So I would yeah. always walk on the tee and say, hi, everyone. How's it going? Yeah, 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 Thanks yeah, for coming yeah. out to watch. You know, but that yeah. would relax me, right? Yeah. So people thought, thought, oh, geez, Matt's a lovely guy, which, you know, I hope, hopefully I am a lovely guy. Well, you are. That's what, they, <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. they saw as well, right? Whereas I judged you on what I saw in the rugby league field. Yeah. And I remember ringing my wife saying, man, that brave yeah. person, geez, he's a good guy. <laughs> well, you know, and you know, like, and, and again, it makes you the person you are today, right? Because it taught me a lesson too, because I was going, what, what do I look like on the field? But what, I, I would never, I'd never judged anyone after that, you know, after going through that sort of, you know, three or four year period from 20, like 19 to sort of 24, it taught me I grew up quick uh, and yep. far. I mean, I'd been through a hell of a lot in my life and this was another stepping stone in that. And it was hard, but it taught me to be stronger, to be tough, to be resilient. But it taught me not to judge anyone because I I was feeling it myself. So I thought, sure. you know, yeah, and I know, I, like even now, I have to pull, check myself up. I'm judging this person. You know, no, no, check, check yourself in. That's not right, you know, pull back. And that's, yeah. that's very, you know, and, and we do it even with the commentary. You know, it's hard there because sometimes you go bang and you think, hang on, I don't know what this kid's going through. I don't know what he's going. I don't know what he's been through. I don't know, you know, I don't know why. So it's a very yeah. fine line, but it teaches you, your own experiences teach you how to treat others, you know, definitely in sport. Like that's, that's what I've learned a lot. Oh, I remember that, you know, in that moment, I said to Rach, I'm not judging. I'm not judging sports stars anymore until I meet them. Yeah. You know, no, because some they're of them all are human beings. Yeah. And, and that's <laughs> right. And I've met a few of those too. Right. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> but, um, but I'm not going to do it, and just on what I see through a through a yes. flat screen TV, you know, I'm not. I, gonna, I agree, Matty. I agree. You know, Matty. I'm going to give the person the benefit of the doubt until I yeah. until I meet them, and and then go. You know what? Now I don't like you, or now I do like you. You know, yeah. and well, um, and so be it. But um, yeah. yeah, it's fascinating. I reckon that's an interesting an interesting little chat about being changed by coaches, coaching wise. Well, you know. Sorry, go on. What, what, what I was going to say, it's like um, any sport, golf and league especially. If you doubt yourself, or you, that split second of hesitation, that mm. split second of hesitation in our game in league is everything. You know, as a half, as an instinctive player, someone who's got to be on the ball, you know, looking at space, looking at numbers, read the numbers, you know, or this, they're short here, give it here, kick, pass, cut out, whatever. If you're for a split second, a split second hesitating and second guessing yourself, you miss it. And if you miss it, you're just not the same player. And that's that's what I struggled with for a few years. I got it back, and then I got moved, I moved into the lock. But that's that was my greatest asset was reading a play, and that's why I feel like I'm doing a good job. At what I do now with commentary is my best asset was seeing it before it happened, yes. being instinctive, reacting, bang. Okay, what's going to happen next? Bang, what's going to happen? Next? But I was just like, hang on, oh, you know, like, nah. It's, an it's got to be. It's an unbelievably common trait when you think about the greats who played mm-hmm. in those key position roles. 
you know, they see it happening. You see it, yeah. you know, you know, through Queensland's, sorry, mate, Queensland's origin dominance. But, yeah, no, um, true. true. You know, Thurston would run from one side of the ruck. He'd see it on the other side, come yeah. around the back. Slater would just follow. Slater, you know, And they'd just do it. You know, Lockie and, and Andrew Johns and yep. you know, just incredible. And there's an air of confidence, you know. Like there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a genius about them. You, know, you just know they're going to deliver too, you know. Like, but, but, again, it comes down to that aura and that belief. Um, you yeah. know that they've got. You know it's um, yeah, it's it's pretty fascinating. You know, it separates the the good from the great players. There's no doubt about that. Can you talk to me about um? Can you talk to me about you've won a you've won a premiership at the Bulldogs, mm. and not long after that. So when did you win the premiership at the Bulldogs? I'm just two thousand and four. Two thousand and four, and then. 2005 comes around yeah. and which is, you know, it's only the next year yeah. and you sign with the Roosters yeah. in about July. Yeah. How does that happen? <laughs> like, I, you know, yeah. genuine I, question. How, how does that happen? I'll tell you how it happened. I got shafted. So <laughs> right. what, happened, no, what happened was, is that we had obviously had a premiership winning side. Um, we had, we had an, an unbelievable side. Willie Mason, Sonny Bill Williams, uh, Willie Tonga, um, yep. Roy Azatasi, Mark O'Mealy. And we created that side and we turned it into a, a great side. But at that time, there was a big hype around Sonny. You know, Sonny was the, the player. You know, he yep. was an incredible athlete. He just... Uh, to be fair, third... the hype's still around Sonny. <laughs> hey, mate, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. It never ends. It never ends. He can do whatever he wants, mate. <laughs> and he's a freak. And I, you know, I... I'm mates with Sonny. Um, so we, he played his first year, 2004, off the bench for us. We won the comp. And we're a lot, a few, me, Sonny, myself, Sonny, and Willie Mason were off contract. And I didn't want to leave. But, I, you know, I was a South junior. I only went to the Bulldogs because South got kicked out of the comp. Remember they missed yes. a year or two? Yes. And my, my uncle George was the president of South, had Mason Canterbury, and he, he, he didn't want me to go to the Roosters, which is funny. And he wanted me to go to Canterbury because Roosters and South hate each other. So I went to Canterbury, best years of my life, and didn't want to go anywhere else. Anyway, Malcolm Node, who had just come in, he he, you know, he he pretty much said to him, mate, there's no room here because they've got to sign, they're going to sign Willie and Sonny, so there's no room for you. I was, I was shattered. I didn't want to go. Were you I mean, captain I wanted... at the time? No, I was okay. captain. I captained for, I was like the standing captain and captain of uh, sure. Price, he was out. Yeah. Um, Steve and then Bob, yeah, then Bobcat got the captaincy, and he was about yeah. four or five years older than me at the time. I was only twenty-two or something like that. Um, so I was shattered. You know, I had to go elsewhere. And that's another thing people don't understand is that everyone's like, "Oh, he's leaving for money." I had there was no room there. You know, absolutely yeah. no room. Like I couldn't stay if I wanted to. So anyway, I left, and there was a big decision to go to the Roosters, and I, you know, which like you said is really hard. Um, during the season to play, but I actually played pretty good that year. We had a lot of injuries and I was having to go every week because I knew people would be focused on me because they knew I was going next year. Yeah. If they seen, seen I wasn't having a crack or if they had any excuse to criticise or say he's not having a go because he's leaving, they would. So I was very, wanted to make sure I went as hard as I could. And that's your, that's your own built-in pride in this <clears throat> been built over years and years as, as Braithen Astor growing yeah. as a little kid, wanting to That's perform right. at his best. That's right. Um, to cut the long story short, the next year, when I went to the Roosters, uh, Sonny backflips. Do you remember that? Yeah. And he went to rugby. Yeah, he left he the Bulldogs. Off, he went off and played for New Zealand. He went to New Zealand and left the Bulldogs. So 
Bulldogs were filthy, but I'm there sitting there going, hang on, <laughs> you took my money, you know, not that I would have asked for the same money he was on, but you, you pretty much took the cap and I couldn't stay at a club that I won a premiership at, that I could have played my whole career there for. Um, and he backflips the next year, you know, which cost me a position there. And then I think Willie did the same thing. So they invested a lot in, the, in the, those two and it didn't go to plan. So, I mean, it's all... You know, we all know hindsight, different paths, roads, the, you know, the road you take and Sliding whatever. doors, mate. Sliding, Sliding doors. doors. Sliding doors. But, you know, definitely, because a lot of Bulldog supporters, like, again, judge and think that it was me who wanted to go, but that wasn't the case at all. And so you arrive at the Roosters and mm. the Roosters had a couple of rough years as you arrived. Yeah. And you actually want us, you actually, you know, it's not a prideful moment, but you, no. you, they actually came... You know, won the spoon one year while you were yeah, there early yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, so, so now you've gone from winning a premiership, yeah. being forced out, and you've got yeah. your hands on the wooden spoon, mate. You haven't had yeah. a wooden spoon since your mum gave one to you. No. you know? <laughs> yeah, no, never a good feeling. Um, this was a tough one. Again, I, I, I could write a good book. So we got, I got to the Roosters, <laughs> got to the Roosters, and they were rebuilding stage. But also, like you know, we had Ryan Cross, Craig Wing, uh, Finchy, uh, Adrian Morley. So we had a decent side. But yeah. a lot, uh, we had a lot of injuries in the preseason I got there. But also, I tore my groin. I never tore my groin before. And I was the new recruit. So, Ricky Stewart, who is a maniac. He's a, I, like, I love him. <laughs> he's a maniac. Like, he's a psycho. And I get in, in the club. In what way? It just, just fanatical? Mate, like, just hard, straight to the, you know, no... Um, you know, straight to the point. It's um, black and white. Ruthless. Yeah. You know, he'll just tell it how it is. Just you know, so, like you know, he's intimidating. You know, like he, yeah, you want right. to you want to play, play for him, but you're also like shit. You know, like. But this <laughs> was early. Out. This was early days. He's changed a lot now, and he's more mellow now, and that comes with experience and learning, and sure. you know, man managing, and you know, you look at Bellamy and and um, and Bennett and those guys that you know, you, you get to learn how to treat the player and how to have relationships with players at the start. Ricky was just under mile an hour, mad as a cut snake, wanted to win, competitive, spitting on the you know, it's just Ricky. But I told my groin, I thought, I said to Ricky, mate, my groin's not right, you know? It's not right. But it was the first preseason on the big signing, you know, the, the, the season's really resting on how I go because, you know, the Freddie just moved on, I moved into that 5-8 spot. Anyway, I end up, then the other one goes on me. And I'm like, you know, I'm playing. I couldn't step. I couldn't kick. And I'm, I'm a half. So <laughs> the preseason goes by. We play round one. I'm like, mate, I'm, I'll give it a crack, you know. And in the first three or four rounds, I'm gone. I had to go have surgery after round five or six. And then I come back at the end. Uh, I got back to the last few games and played well. But, again, that, that, that's inexperience, you know. It's, 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 it's knowing your body but not yeah. listening to it. Yeah. And, and, and it's giving in to the outside noises and pressures and, and, not, and, and looking very short-term, but under pressure, you know, from the head coach. But, um, yeah, that was a dark year. Um, and that was because of that, you know. And, and the team didn't do well. But then we started finding our groove a bit after that. But, um, yeah, just a, just a, yeah, just a schmozzle, really. <laughs> how, how hard is it in a, you know, because obviously I know how hard it is when you're not performing on a professional golfing level and you're on the other side of the world. And you know, mm. I played for a number of years in Japan, as you know, yeah. yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a lonely place when you're not performing well, but at least you've got some teammates around you. What's it like, you know, when the team's struggling, like, you know, 
I guess we're looking inside the Broncos right now, yeah. right? Yeah. It's um it's horrible. You know, how do you how do you get yourself drag yourself up to training and are there key yeah. guys in the team that you know the the, the leaders of the group yeah. it's so important for them to stand up in these times? You need strong leadership um, and you need to stick tight. Uh, and that's that's not what the Broncos are doing. You can see that from the outside in. Um, and, and you know what? I think a lot of that a lot of that disappointment, I think, from a club like the Broncos, and I don't, won't go into that too much, but it does kind of, um, I think, it's, it's very similar, is that you want your leaders and people that have represented the club to really stand by you. Um, I think it's, you know, the, the leaders, in the, in, when, you, when you're going through dark days, there's only one way out of it. You know, you're not just going to turn up one week and, and win by 40 and, you know, it's back. You've got to work hard in that inner sanctum. You've got to build, you've got to build relationships. You got to get deep, you know. You got to get deep and get to know your players and, and and their families. I think that's a big thing that I learned throughout my career as I get older, as I got older, is to get to know the individual. You know, what makes them tick? Why do they do this? You know, how is their home life? You know, yeah, it's so yeah. important. All that sort of thing. You know, how how'd you go today? How's your missus? You know, how are the kids? Or, you know, are you having trouble at home? Can I help you? You know, yeah, just all that sort of thing. You know, that that's what, and and that comes back to your coach, I believe. Um, and your leadership and your, and your leaders in your club. But forming those relationships, and that's why Craig Bellamy and Bennett and Robinson, Robinson's a free robo uh, from the Roosters. That's why they are where they are. They get to know their player. They get the players to know each other. They get the players to know what it means to play for that team and why they're playing for that team and the history of that team and who played before them and who wore that jersey before them and who spilled blood. You know, for you to be in the position you're in now to play, look how lucky you are to be a professional athlete and earn this amount of money and represent this club, you know, for the, for, and, and have thousands of people watch you on TV and that's your job. Like, you've got, re- you got to peel it all back and go, why am I doing this? How did I get here? Who helped me get here? Who am I playing with? What, what do I want to die for this guy next to me? Like that, you know, what, what, you know, if you know the guy and you've got a personal relationship with him, you're not going to leave. You're not, you're not going to drop off on the inside shoulder when someone comes through back back through the middle of the rut. You're going to you're going to do everything you can to save that guy's ass, right? Yeah. And that's what I see. That's what that, when you're not playing well, there's a disconnect. You know, there's a disconnect in relationships. There's a disconnect in belief in the structures that, are, that, that the coach is giving you. You don't believe him. You know that. You know, like you know, Seabold's copped, a, and we go back to the Broncos if you, if you like. You know, they're, they're not playing for him. And there's a massive. You can see that they're not playing. They're not playing for themselves. You know, there's mm. there's a lack of. They're trying hard, but individually, you know, they're they're not working as a team. Um, yeah. And and that comes back to your leaders and setting um, core values and structures within. You know, a culture. It's a culture that you set. Um, you know, it's like the Roosters now. They've got. They play the Roosters' way. That's that's the way they play. They hear it after the, every game. And when they got beat against Canberra, they said we didn't play like the Roosters. So they know what it looks like. They can see it. Yeah. If you you know Broncos don't know, wouldn't have a clue right now. And we all go through it, and they'll get out of it. Um, I just don't think they're anywhere. They're not close, obviously. But um, you know, it's 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 what do you it, like? I go back to again. You got to have a reason. You know, you got to have a reason for what you do. You know, and why you do it. Yeah. Why? Why do you do yeah. what you do? Why do you yeah. get out of bed and go and do that? That's today? right. Yeah. yeah. And you know, like, what? What about you? Like, if you were struggling on tour, or if you had, you know, missing family or whatever, how did, like, how did you? We had each other to lean on. You know, what did you? Who did you lean on? Uh, for me, um, it's that it comes back to that 
support team, doesn't it? You know, it comes yeah. back to, you know, I remember the week, <laughs> you wouldn't know this story, but the, the week before I won uh, in the New South Wales PGA where I saw yeah. you, um, only days before that I was on the phone. I'd missed a cut in Perth and I'd missed two in a row by a shot right. in Perth. And that was coming on the back of a full season in Japan where I'd missed every cut in the whole season. Wow. Right? So I was yeah. ready. I yeah. was like, wow. you know, the only people, the key people in your life are so important in that moment. Your wife, mm. your parents, yeah. your support base, your coaches, um, mm. you know, the people that you're working hard <clears throat> with to try and turn it around. They're so critical. Yeah. And you've got to have faith. You've got to have the faith in those people and, you know, I have a faith in God as well. So that's yeah, huge yeah. for me. And yeah. and I, I literally picked up the phone after I'd missed the cut on the Friday in Perth for the, I, I came home to Australia thinking, yep, you beauty, I'm going to play in Australia and make a few yeah. cuts and turn things around. And I went, miss cut, miss cut by a shot. Yeah. Wow. And I remember being in tears on the phone to a mate, a good mate yeah. of mine, Benny Innes, and back here in Brizzy and, and said, mate, I don't think I can do this. You know, yeah. and it was my first real year out on tour playing in a world tour. And yeah. I just sucked, you know, yeah. I just didn't step up to the plate where I needed yeah. to. And I just, I wasn't that I wasn't working hard. I was, yeah. I was trying everything, you know, like you mm. said, the, the efforts there, but you're just not getting the results. That's, and, what, that's what I'm saying, mate. Is it, you know, if, if you're an athlete, you got to understand that, it's normal to feel this way, you yeah. know, like, man, I, I was the same. I, I cried my eyes out one to retire when I was 24, you know, yeah. I went on and played another eight years, you yeah. know, so, amazing, you know, like, like you said, like, the, 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 you got to understand that it's actually normal to feel this way and to go through dark days and, you know, again, it's, 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 um, it's when you get, human, that's you know? right. right, but when you get human. out of it, how good does it feel when you, when you won? Oh, you know I mean? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then, and then to go on and, you know, have, you know, not an amazing career, but a career that I, yeah. I look back on and think, yeah, man, I had some great times and yeah. played some amazing tournaments and played a, yeah. the Dunhill Lynx Championships in Scotland and you yeah. know, played yeah. St Andrews and made the cut and played St Andrews on the final day. It's just oh, like, they're dreams, mate. They're just absolute they dreams. dreams. They're and, my um, dreams. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, you can play that tournament, mate. You've just got to get yourself a start over there and, yeah. um, and pick it up. The pro yeah, that's the pro-am format. So. 50K. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I'll oh, just keep yeah. building the empire, mate, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and it'll happen. But, yeah. but I think it's so important to have that team around you. And, and, you know, this is that team has been a team that's, I think as well, if you do a great job of, you know, this is where it comes back to Braith and Astor on the field versus Braith and Astor off the field. You can be a different person and a different, you know, you can white line fever it and turn into the, you know, the brash believing, looking three plays ahead, you know, doing all those things and backing yourself and backing your ability. But it doesn't mean you have to be that person when you walk off the field. You can you can then be a person that respects others and you know and, and that's the that's person right. I met nine years ago. Yeah. And um and and you know I went, oh wow, you know, he's a, he's a great, <laughs> great guy. But I think that's that's an important part of life too, you know, and, and mm. it's um I think when you can be genuine, when you can be a genuine human being on this planet have empathy and care for others and love for other people. And mm. like you say, love for your teammates. That's when you sort of turn things around and you can come out of dark times and dark places. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that's how you guys did it at the roosters and turn, you know, you got, you got to show around. evidence. You got to show evidence that you care. You know, you got, yeah. you got to show evidence of that. You, you know, talks cheap. You know, people can talk as much as they like, but until you see 
evidence. People give a shit. People want to do it. Yeah, we'll go above and beyond. That's when you start giving your. I think all. life's more than work too, right? So my two weeks of lying on my backside and having some time to reflect and think over yeah. the last few weeks has made me realise that work's not the be all and end all. Yeah. You know? Like the yeah. fear of not being able to play with my kids and you know, you know, or watch them grow up. You know, yeah. or you know, okay, am I going to work these extra hours to make these few extra dollars? But I'm going to miss picking my daughter yeah. up from piano, or yeah. you know, it's just like, you know, yeah. at some point we've got to realise that you know, yeah, and sports, you know, we think sports amazing, and it is, and it's it's a great connector in the world, mm. I think, you know, and it 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 brings um, people together. There's no doubt yeah. about that, and I love that um, about sport, but. At the end of the day, it is sport, you know. That's right. You know, it's yeah. not life and death, you know, no. and um, and there's more things to it. So um, let's move on and just touch on, we're just going to touch on two more things. Um, yeah. And thanks so much for your time. No worries, um, We're going to touch on state of origin first, yeah. and then we're going to talk a little bit about your, your post-career um, movement into, yeah. into commentary and Fox Fox Sports and, and what that's been like for you. Yeah. Um, but State of Origin, how different is State of Origin from NRL footy? You know, let's take your, let's take your blockbuster Sydney Roosters versus Ooh. Melbourne Storm at the moment yeah. um, and put that up against a, an origin for, from, a, from a, a lead into an origin. What's that week like for a player leading into an origin? And then what Ooh. is it really like when you get out there? Is it really that different? It's no comparison. It is. It is that different. Um, yeah. It's chalk and cheese. Right? Origins, origin. Like, you know, you you you're like me. You're a sports nut. And before I played or whatever, um, I grew up a tragic rugby league supporter, a tragic New South Wales supporter. I'd be running out of school to get home and put my New South Wales jersey on and watch Origin. And I know Queenslanders are crazy about it, but it, it it's it's massive. It's huge and. When you get picked, it's a bit surreal. It's like, wow, I'm actually going to put this jersey on. Like, this is crazy, you know. Like, I was only young. But then then the build-up is just unbelievable. When you go into camp and there's just cameras everywhere and people at the hotel and streamers everywhere and you walk in and you're like, this, is this really happening to me? Like, I'm actually going to play Origin. And you go out and you have a beer with all the guys and you sit next to Joey and Freddie and you go, <laughs> like, two years ago, I was at school. And these, I was watching these guys play Origin. I'm like, now I'm playing with them. Like two, within a year, a year and a half, you're like, it's crazy. But, you know, then, then it, it, the spread's on too. You stay at the Unreal Hotels and, you know, you, you're only a young fella again and you, you go to dinners and everyone's staring at you and you can't leave. You've got your bus, you've got, like, security everywhere. You've got the police escort everywhere you go. You know, you get, you know, you get, even at a young age, you get a wage a week and they give you, like, a couple of thousand cash. You're like, oh, how could it They're just a little thing, you know? This is the whole experience, but you go well, then, then. But then you get the tra- like you, and you have a drink the first night, and have a good night, whatever. Then you get the training, and the speed of the training is just ferocious, like off you know, the charts. And you do not want to, you do not want to let anyone down, or you do not want to look like you're out of, you know, you you, you want to look like you belong. So you yes. like, mate, it's it's a, a ball work session is like a fitness session. It's so quick, so fast. The level of skill and timing and, and just um, athleticism and everything's just tenfold on any it's other because you got the best of the best. It's, the it's, best of know, the best. It's, 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 it's right. It's you're picking, you're hand-picking players That's from every right. team. It's, you know, it's the cream. It's the, it's it's, the, it is. It's it the is. $34 yeah. million dollar players in the comp. That's right. 
that's right. And the speed, just like I said, the speed, the execution, everything. And then the, the build-up, you know, you build up, you build up. You, and you don't, the game plan, you know, you're playing with geniuses too, you know. Like yeah. Joey, Joey's my hero. So he was like the half when I was five, eight there for a, a lot of it. Um, and you, you don't want to let them down. So you, you're, he's saying, all right, this is the game plan. This is what we're doing. You're in, a, you, you're in there. You're a key playmaker. And you've got to get that game plan on, you know. There's so much pressure. You don't get it on. If you're the missing link, you know, if you're the – it brings it all down, you know, it brings an empire down. So it, it, the pressure is incredible. Every day there's stories in the paper. You know, every day they're doing stories on all the players, on you, you know, it's just pipe, 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 pipe. And you get to the game and I actually lie when I said I've never been so nervous in terms of um, yeah, when I was on the first day at Wollongong. Um, you know, the, the first few origins you play, you just, you, you're going through the game in your head like just relentlessly, and the, the the bad thing about Origin for a player is it's not till eight thirty at night later. Sometimes like it's late, so you, you go through it the night before, then you wake up and it's game you day. All and day, you got all day, <laughs> all day to think about what happens if this happens. If we you know, like, and I I learned the more I play that you just shouldn't be thinking about what happens if this happens and the result. You should just be thinking about your job and that's it. But you learn again. You learn that as you go. But mate, and then you then you you rock up. You drive to like the day. It's just such a surreal day. Your phone's red hot for the whole week. Everyone's messaging. Did you, did you do a drive? Did you do a drive down Caxton Street? <laughs> yeah. Walk us through that. Crazy. Like, you know, As a I'd blues watch, player. Yeah. I'd Welcome to it. Queensland. <laughs> mate, Queenslanders are so passionate. Like you know what, but like. I actually love Queenslanders, and I shouldn't say it, <laughs> but I appreciate how much they love the game. But they always they have respect. Like one thing with Queensland is that yes, they they, they may hate you or they may want New South Wales to win, but there's a respect there. I mean, I, and, and you know that when you when there's like when you go out there to play club land, whereas New South Wales, yeah, there's there's a bit of a lack of respect there sometimes. So I shouldn't say, it, but there is. But Going down Caxton Street, it was mate, like just you know, I'd I'd heard about it and the tales and stories, and mate, the bus is getting hammered, everyone's abuse, like just abuse, like it's just. But you, you, you but you can't help but laugh, you know. You go and have with this, you're, you're, you're chuckling, all the boys having a laugh. Look at this play, look at this guy, look at that guy. <laughs> um, but it's all part of the theatre and the and the fanfare. Um, but then you yeah, once you get there, mate, it's and it's high intensity. What about running out onto, you know, wherever you were playing in New South yeah. Wales, whether it's the SF, SFS or ANZ or wherever, um, versus, you know, so where you absolutely pro New South Wales fans running out on the ground yeah. versus Suncorp? Yeah, you know, Suncorp's just an incredible place. Um, you can't hear anything. You can't hear anything. Like, it's that's why it it's important. It's deafening, isn't it? It's deafening. You, you know, if, if, if I've got my half or hooker within five or six metres, I can't hear it, you know? So you, you prep, that's why your preparation's everything for origin. Yeah. You, you need to know the game plan back to front because when you get out there, you can't hear. So you don't actually, you, you, you're screaming, but you can't always communicate. You've you got to know it like it's um, like it's on the back of your hand, you know? Like yeah. you've got, you've got to, it's, it's got to be instinct. You've got to know the game plan, know exactly where you've got to be, when you've got to be there. Uh, you know, the, the, the speed of the game's... Oh, so much faster. Like, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a point in origin where you, if you get to that 15-minute mark and you start seeing stars around the 15-minute mark and then you're thinking, I'm gone, but then you get that second win, 
after 10, 15, you're gone. And that's just, then, a, that's just a full fatigue Full fatigue. Yeah. You know, you, you, you're just seeing the, you know, the fuzzy eyes and all that. And because it's just, yeah. it doesn't stop. stop. There's no stoppages. It's quick. It's fast. It's furious. You know, you, you, you just, your body gets tested um, to the nth degree. Like everything that people think and say about Origin is 100%. It's true. It's true. Yeah, wow. There's there's nothing that compares to it. It's, it's, um, it's in a league of its own. That's why it's so special. That's why it's the best game to watch. Uh, and, and it means so much to everyone. Like it really is life or death. Like that's how you play. If you yeah. don't play, if you don't play like it's life or death, you won't get picked. It's yeah. as simple as that, you know? Amazing. It's crazy. Mate, it's amazing. And I, I might have to get you on the case for me because I'm desperate to get a, I'm desperate to do a, you know, later in the year when Origin's yeah. going to be on, I'm desperate to do a podcast with two people. Yeah. Um, Maybe Gordy Tallis and, and Nathan yeah. Hindmarsh. So I might have no, to, I can help you with that. I might have to second you to get me in, Mate, get me I, those uh, boys to come on the show and, and I'm do good an mates episode both for me. Of them. I'll be able yeah. to help you. I'm good mates with both of them. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And Fox Footy, um, you know, your transition into that, you, you mentioned before how much you love it. Mm. Um, do you love it just because it's kept you in and around the game that you've played and loved your whole life? Or do you love it because you just love the challenges it presents you as, as a human now at this phase yeah. of life. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's, it's the closest I'll get to playing again. Um, because for a number of reasons, I like, I worked really hard at this. I'm proud of it because I was 24, 25. And I, you know, I, I, I felt comfortable in front of a camera because I'd been in front of a camera so much. Um, like we spoke with Ellie, just had a lot sure. to, a lot of media because there's a lot of attention always around me, whether it was good or bad, whatever, whatever. There's always people love to talk, and I just got exposed at a young age to, 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 to the media. But it actually helped me. So I got the 25, 26, felt really comfortable. And I remember Andy Raymond actually. Andy's, yeah. um, Andy got me in the Fox, and he's like, mate, come and do some stuff. You know, I can see some you know, ability there. And so pretty much from 26, 27, 28, I started going in and doing some, some of the shows on there. I was raw as, like, horrible. <laughs> you look back at it, you look back at it now, and you go, where are you know? But then I started calling under twenties games, um, late twenties into my third in around thirty, and I called twenties games in New South Wales Cup. So they were live on Fox League, yeah, right. but not many people watched, you know. But I was calling the games, and it was a great apprenticeship for me. So I did that for four or four. But I've been there, believe it or not, I've been there for five, six, five years, six years since I retired. But I was I've been there for like twelve years now. Yeah, so wow. yeah, yeah right. but. But a lot of it was when no one was looking, you know. It's, again, doing sure. the work when no one's watching. So then my goal was always to get to a stage where, again, that's why I do what I do with the management stuff, is to get to a stage where when I retired, it was a smooth transition. Yeah. Um, and there was no pressure on me. I didn't have the weight of the world on me to go, what am I going to do next? I wanted to go, okay, this is what I love to do. This is what I want to do. When I retire, I'll go do that. And that's what I did. I worked my ass off. I um, become really passionate and, 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 and you know, as I, when I refer to the closest that you get to playing, so you're at a ground, it's a live cross, the camera's on, you know, they throw to you and bang, you're on, you know. Adrenaline starts to pump. You're talking about the teams behind you. You stuff up, mate. Everyone will know about it. And you just got to, you know, it's it's like, mate, it's, it's, it's a challenge. It's a test. You've got to work hard. Um, you've got to get better at it. You've got to try and be the best and you're under pressure. So for me... Um, you got the juices flowing. And that's your competitiveness again. That's my competitiveness. Yeah. And now I just do love it. Like, I really do. I love calling games. Um, 
I love being out of the games and calling. This is as close I can get now to playing and also, you know, I'm in and amongst it. And, you know, it's just now I want to get myself, set myself a goal now to try and host, you know. I, I look at guys like Benny, Iken and, um, you know, and you look at Vonnie and those, Vonnie Sampson, those guys, Sterl, has always been a big uh, mentor of mine. And that's my next one. I'd love to get to a position where I could host a show and a sports show or, you know, like a Sunday footy show, whatever it may be. That's my next goal. Um, yeah, awesome. So I'll work hard at that now. <clears throat> yeah, it's brilliant, mate. Well, mm. I, I certainly always enjoy it and I know I've sent you plenty of messages over the time <laughs> when you're on. All right, this is a question I ask everybody on my mm. uh, podcast when they come on. Final question is if you could be a, any sports star, past or present for one day and live their shoes for a day, who would it be? Oh, it has to be golf. I can't. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, I was thinking you were going golf and I was thinking you'd be going Tiger for sure. I love Tiger. I love Tiger. Uh, my hero growing up was Greg Norman. Yeah. Uh, I was a massive Shark fan. You can't get past Tiger, but honestly. <laughs> does everyone say Tiger? Does everyone say Tiger? No, not everyone says Tiger. We've had a few guys who love love the motor racing side of things. Oh, so Lewis Hamilton yeah. and yeah. and um, we had somebody say they wouldn't mind living a day of, you know, in the you know, shoes of some Premier League players. Yeah, yeah. Winning the Premier League and, yeah, you know, yeah. that sort of stuff. Um, somebody said David Beckham for a day would be pretty cool. To, yeah, be cool. Yeah, when he was That's in his prime. Cool. And, and we had someone who spoke about um, the quarterback, super superstar quarterback who's won a million Super Bowls, um, Tom Brady. Um, Brady, yeah. Yeah, living a day when the day he wins the Super Bowl. But, but your uh, Fox Sports... Co co uh, colleague down there, Benny Iken. Yeah. Who did he say? He was definitely Tiger. The day Tiger won the the Masters comeback oh, victory. Oh, to live wasn't that? that day, wasn't to live that, that day in his shoes? That was unbelievable. Oh, I mean, I, I stayed up one night watching that. That was unbelievable. I can't get the more we talk, the more I just stick with Tiger. I can't get past Tiger. He's the king. I think a moment from a Tiger Woods perspective for me was to be that to live live in Tiger's shoes in the moment he hit the iconic chip shot with the Nike logo that stopped on that, the on 16. Can you imagine being Tiger in that moment? Imagine being Steve Williams and just going along for the ride <laughs> that whole time. He's had he a had good ride, ride, hasn't he? What about the ride he had? Wow. He's, yeah. And Scotty, yeah that, that was incredible. Scotty, yeah. And they won. Remember they yeah. won? Remember they won? And he, he, he had a bit of a shot at Tiger, didn't he, after they won? Yeah. Scott, uh, not Scotty. Um, Stevie Williams. Steve did, yeah. Mate, that, yeah, he... he that shot at, at the Masters, that was incredible. The Nike logo. Have you read his book, Tiger? No, I haven't. It's a great read. It's a great yeah, read. Yeah. Yeah. Good read. Well, there you go. There's another one to the list of Tiger Woods. There's a few of that's you on it. that list, mate. That's for Sorry, sure. Sorry, guys. <laughs> There's a few of you on the list. That yeah. is for sure. But that's understandable. Um, no doubt yeah. about it. Brayton Asa, thank you so much, mate. Not only for no your worries, friendship mate. over the years, it's been awesome. And um, I really respect you as... Now a uh, a sports journal and and presenter. Um, Cheers, I, love, I love listening to you on the on Fox NRL coverage. I just hope you cheer a few Broncos victories at <laughs> the end of the year. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I, I hope, hope so, so, mate. I, I hope so. so for you too. You deserve it, mate. Thanks for having me on. I uh, really appreciate it. Hope the head heals well, mate. Uh, you're doing really well. It's good to see you back. So, um, mate, thank you for everything you've done for me, mate. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Take it easy, mate.